Hi everyone! So, we've had a bunch of new followers in the past like two weeks for some reason. So, I figured it was time to do another like get to know me, share my story kind of thing. Because um, I haven't done that in a while. So that's what this whole live is going to be. It was originally going to be me talking about getting like clients and stuff like that. But I'll do that probably on Tuesday. Today we're going to talk about who I am, how I got started and stuff like that. Because like I said, we have so many new people here that I think it's definitely about time that I share my story with you guys. So there's a lot of moving pieces to the story. Um, for anyone that is new here, hi, I'm Olivia. Um, I currently live outside of Nashville, Tennessee, but I'm originally from the New England area. I grew up in Massachusetts um, and I went to school in Vermont. And that's how I met my fiance. That's how basically this whole story kind of begins. And August of 2020, was COVID, you know, prime COVID time. Everyone was scared shitless. Nobody really knew what was going on. Um, I was, you know, a mere sophomore in college, going to be a junior. Um, so I was halfway through college. And basically, I grew up in a pretty not so well-off family. Um, you know, we, my dad would be working as a truck driver for, you know, 14 plus hours a day. I barely got to see him as a kid growing up. Um, my mom was trying to manage three different jobs. So it was it was a lot. Um, so we were not very well off at all. You know, our vacations like consisted of us of us going up to New Hampshire for a long weekend. And, you know, as a kid, I thought that was the best thing in the world. But like, I had no idea. I had no clue that like, you know, other people were going to Disney World or stuff like that. So not saying that I'm ungrateful for anything like growing up like I'm I love my family and we had we have a great dynamic and stuff like that but growing up it was very um you know living <laughs> living very very poorly I guess so like always always like you know budgeting to the last penny and stuff like that didn't really know how we we're gonna pay for groceries some weeks you know racking up a ton of credit card debt um, and I didn't really see it until after I graduated um, high school as much. My parents tried to keep it as protected from me and my two sisters as much as possible, but we were not very well off growing up. And I know a lot of other people probably were worse off, especially in the area that I grew up in. It was a very, very poor neighborhood. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very, very hard. So getting into college was kind of a crazy time for me because I applied to nine different schools. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I knew that it was something in the like STEM field because I really enjoyed, you know, building things. I enjoyed science a lot. Um, so I decided that I was going to go to school for engineering and I ended up applying to I think nine different schools. I applied to nine different schools. Um, one of them being the Naval Academy. I did not get in there, but I applied to nine different schools. I think I got into six, maybe five of them. I don't really remember, but yeah, I applied to nine different schools and I ended up choosing Norwich University. That's where I ended up going to school. And for the first year, year and a half, I was trying really hard to get school paid for by the military. So I was trying to pursue a Navy contract um trying to commission into the navy didn't end up working out just because my grades were not at the level that i needed in order to get school fully paid for in order to commission um 
So that leads me into the beginning of this whole journey. So August of 2020, my mom kind of sat me down and she's like, look, Olivia, I, you know, this whole military thing isn't working out and you need to pay for school somehow. Like we need to figure this out. Otherwise you're, we're not gonna be able to send you for the next two years. Um, Cause at this time I was, I just finished being a sophomore and I was about to be a junior going into school. And this was like a really like, oh shit moment for me. I need to figure something out. It was really eye opening. Um, so I ended up getting a job as a Amazon Whole Foods shopper. So if you know what Whole Foods is, um, during COVID they had shoppers that would go around and like, you know, put the food into the cart for people, like package it all up and stuff like that because people didn't really want to be like going to the grocery stores and like touching um, all the groceries and stuff. So it was a great job. Like as someone who was in college, I, it was great. I got in like 20,000 steps per day. I was like in great shape doing it, but it only paid like $15 an hour. And I was competing with a bunch of other people in the area to get slots to work. So I was like, this isn't going to work. I need to find something else that's going to supplement this income because for anyone, if you did, if you haven't gone to college or if like you're, you haven't gone to college in the past, like maybe 20 years, like it's crazy expensive, you know, like I got a ton of scholarships, but it was still like $15,000 per semester and I had a ton of scholarships. So I'm like, there's no way that me working $15 an hour just over the summer is going to pay for school. So that's when I really started to look into the online world. You know, I had heard about people making money online before, but I had zero clue where to start. I started doing, um, God, what did I do? I did like Amazon, um, what is it? Like re product reviews. So like I would go online and like review something really quick and get like five cents for doing it or like surveys. That's what it was. I was doing surveys. Um, I started looking into like the stock market and stuff like I was literally looking at everything to see what I could do. And it wasn't until I came across, um, Alex Fasulo. You might have seen her on social media before. She's like freelancing queen. She's great with Fiverr. Um, she's made like millions of dollars off of Fiverr. And I first came across her on, I think it was Instagram actually. And I saw her account and I was like, Oh, this is really interesting. Like I, I'd like to learn a little bit more about it. So started watching more of her videos. I opened up my own Fiverr account, um, fully expecting nothing to come out of this. I was like, you know what? I don't have a lot to lose here. So if I get scammed out of this whole working online thing, you know, they'll have like maybe 200 bucks. That's, that's all that they're going to get from me. Cause I had like zero money at the time. And yeah, that was kind of the beginning. I started working on Fiverr. Um, my first two clients ever were my now fiance and my sister. Um, cause that was one of the biggest tips that Alex gave me was if you're getting started on Fiverr, like have friends and family do the first few orders for you. That way you can have some positive reviews. So my fiance ended up like placing an order for, um, like a, a floor and tile, like about us page or something like that. So I started out as a copywriter on there, like just writing for people. I wrote, product descriptions, I wrote sales copy, um, I wrote blog posts, I did proofreading and editing, and yeah, that's that's pretty much where it started. It wasn't until two weeks after my fiance and my 
sister placed their orders that I got my first real order from somebody on Fiverr. And it was $30. It was a $30 order to write product descriptions for a baby bag company. So like some sort of like baby bag thing that they were selling on Amazon and they needed like a product description written for him. Um, I later learned that this guy was a dropshipper, so he needed a bunch of different product descriptions written for him. But yeah, that was my first ever online order and I made 30 bucks from it and it was the coolest thing in the world. Um, so after that, this was early September of 2020 and I'm like, you know, my goal now is just going to be to make $30 a week. That is just going to be my baseline goal. And very quickly, I was able to scale it up because I like, well, there's a fly in here. Ask, ask my fiance if you ever meet him or like ask my family members, but I was working my butt off to try and get orders. I was literally doing everything like in between classes, you know, I'd be hanging out with him. We'd be watching a movie and I'd have like an order come in and I'd be like, Sam, I gotta go. I cannot do this right now. I need to place, I need to do this order. I need to make the money and like get these reviews um, so that I can start building up credibility online. And yeah, that was the start of it. So I think the first month I made maybe like, hundred bucks after that it was like 200 then 500 and then by the time that December came around I had my first like total total amount ever made on Fiverr I made a thousand dollars and I was like oh my god this is so crazy like ah! and it was the coolest thing in the world and yeah that was that was the very beginning was working on Fiverr so after that um once the new year began I started taking investments more seriously as well so I opened up an account on Robinhood um keep in mind this was also the time where like Dogecoin was going through the roof and like all the meme stocks and stuff like that so I invested in like all of those not on purpose I didn't really think that it was going to turn into a meme but like you know you live and you learn I was brand new. Um, and I also started my TikTok account, which was literally like right after Christmas of 2020. So I always say it was like January of 2021 because I didn't really post consistently until January. But my first ever video, I think, went out on December 22nd of 2020. And I started my account just to vlog, just to vlog this entire process, just to, you know, keep myself accountable with everything, just to you know, see what would happen, share everything that I've learned with you guys online. Um, so if you've been here since day one, if you've been following me on TikTok, then you know what I'm talking about here. But yeah, my first few videos were me filming in my uh, grandmother's basement because at the time my family ended up, um, we had to declare bankruptcy and stuff like that. So we lost our house and we had to move in with my grandmother and there weren't enough like rooms for me to like keep my stuff in so I basically was living in the basement and I had this tiny little corner and right next to like my dresser my like plastic you know crepe dresser that you see like all the college students have that's where all my clothes were and I would like sneak downstairs every once in a while and I'd like film a TikTok video and it took me like three hours to film my first ever TikTok video it was terrifying i was so afraid i was so afraid that my sisters were going to come downstairs or like my mom and dad were going to come down and do laundry and they'd find me down there and i was just i was so embarrassed i mean rightfully so if you look back at my early tiktoks they're very very cringy filming is so bad i have zero confidence on camera but it is what it is 
But yeah, that's where I started my TikTok. I started vlogging everything and I got pretty much obsessed with making money online. I was like, the possibilities out here are endless. So I went from Fiverr to investments to, um, I came across, you know, the super popular thing that everyone saw online during COVID was the 15 day challenge. I was one of those people that took it. Um, I honestly like the course. I mean, I don't really promote it anymore. I promoted it a lot when I like first took it, but I got a lot of value from it. And it taught me a lot about the basics of starting a business because when I was just working on Fiverr, it was like, oh yeah, this is what I should be doing, but I had no real guidance. So like taking the challenge, like definitely opened my eyes and I, you know, was brought into the legendary market community and stuff like that. And after that, I started doing more affiliate marketing. So I was now doing copywriting, I was doing investment stuff, and I was doing um, affiliate marketing. And this is where everything really, really, really started to pick up was around February of 2021. I had a TikTok video go viral. And looking back on it, it was a blessing and a curse that it happened. Um, I do not recommend people, like this could be a whole other conversation to have, I don't want to go too far off track of what, what the whole point of this live is, but I don't recommend people try and purposely go viral because it, there's a lot that comes with going viral and if you have the wrong video go, go viral, it could just be like you talking about something that's not related to your business at all and it goes viral, like that's what your page is going to be known for. And that's what happened to me. I had a video of me talking about a coloring book side hustle go viral and it was awesome because that was the jump start for like my actual business on TikTok. like that's where i got a lot of my followers from um a lot of people started following me talk like because i talked about side hustles i talked about affiliate marketing i talked about all this stuff um and it was really cool because what came out of that TikTok and what came out of that experience was um i got interviewed for a podcast for the legendary marketer podcast and that started to build up my credibility a lot more. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna sneeze. I, oh, I don't want to sneeze on live, but let me just go outside here. And just sorry. Whoa. I don't. The, the weather down here has been changing a lot. Like I'm in Tennessee right now, so it's like literally 78 degrees outside, which is really weird. So it was 30 the other day, and it's like 80 right now. So like my allergies are like all over the place. So I'm so sorry if I end up like sneezing, sneezing on this live. But yeah, so February was when things took off. I ended up going on the Legendary Marketer interview. Um, I ended up like networking with a bunch of other people in the online space. So like Alex Fasula and I became, became friends. Um, uh, yeah, a bunch of other people I started reaching out to. It was really cool. Like my TikTok went from zero to 100,000 followers in like, I don't know, 30 days. It was, it was crazy. It was like a crazy growth. Um, and yeah, that was kind of the start of like my whole TikTok career. And I went from making like $500 a month just doing Fiverr stuff to $3,000 a month because I was also doing affiliate marketing in there. So like I scaled my income drastically and like, you know, having those TikTok followers definitely helped and all that stuff. But yeah, it was a very cool experience. And that was the very beginning of my online journey. And as time went on, I realized that I didn't like working on Fiverr anymore. The people on there were just really scammy. Um, I wasn't, you know, being paid what I was worth anymore. And I was like, it's time to, to let this go. So I have a few TikTok videos talking about some of like, 
Fiverr horror stories. So if that interests you, you can definitely go digging for that. But yeah, I stopped working on Fiverr in probably June of 2021. So I was on Fiverr for a full year, but I was like, this isn't worth it anymore. Like I'm spending so much time and making barely any money from this. So I moved away from Fiverr and I got into social media management. I'm like, if I'm this good at making TikToks on my own account, why not do it for other people? So I got into social media management. Um, I just finished my junior year now and I was at the point where I was consistently making like, you know, three to $5,000 per month as a college student. And I was like blown away by this whole thing. I was like, this is like crazy. I was taking my friends out to dinner. I was putting money towards savings for my student loans because I knew that was going to be around the corner six months after I graduated. Um, and it was just like this awesome feeling. I was like, this is so cool. Like, I'm not worried about money. Like, I don't feel like my parents right now where, you know, where they just declared bankruptcy. Like, I am in such a good spot right now. And I really want to see where this will take me. So... Over the summer of my junior going into my senior year, um, I really started taking this business more seriously. I was like, is it possible to do this after graduation? And I had nine months until I graduated. So that gave me nine months to figure out my shit, to figure out how I was actually going to turn this into an actual business. And... You know, I was lucky enough where I went to school and I graduated with a really good degree. Like I graduated with a mechanical engineering degree. So my logic is if I graduate with this degree and this business doesn't work out, worst comes to worst, I just, you know, work a real nine to five job. But in the back of my head, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I really don't want to do that. I want to prove this to myself. I don't want to prove it to other people that like I can, I can do this. I can make this business work. So going into my senior year, um, I was debating on if I wanted to do mentorship and like like hiring a mentor and i was looking at rachel peterson's click um because like i'd been following rachel for a while and i loved her content i've heard great things about being in her program but it was so expensive and looking back on it thank god i didn't join it when i did because during my time like my senior year uh the business kind of fell apart a little bit i wasn't making the money i was making before and it would have just been way too much trying to balance academics and like I was a D3 swimmer in college so like athletics and all that stuff with the business so I didn't end up, end up taking on mentorship which I'm grateful at the time that I, did, I didn't make that decision but it was also really hard hold on I got logged out of my account so I'm just gonna log back in real quick sometimes I randomly get logged out of google drive but Okay, there we go. So yeah, I did end up taking on the mentorship and going into my senior year, I was like, I'm just gonna try and figure this out myself and see what I can do. So I took on a few more clients. Um, affiliate marketing was still going pretty strong for me, but I felt really icky. I felt really icky about the way I was selling. I felt like I was one of those like marketing bros online and I hated that like I hated feeling like that I was like this just isn't right this isn't me this isn't reflective of who I am like the money is great that's coming in but I do not like the way that I'm selling so I stepped away from legendary marketer I stepped away from promoting other people's courses and stuff like that it was just it wasn't me and I knew that this was going to be a drastic drop in my income but this wasn't the business I wanted to be building 
for after I graduated. And the minute I stopped doing that, I saw a drastic change in my audience. And it was, it was a good change, don't get me wrong, but all of those followers that I've built the past like year, year and a half were unfollowing me. Like I had hundreds, like thousands of people, because at this time I had 350 plus thousand followers on TikTok. I had thousands of people unfollowing me. And I was like, oh my God, am I like making the right decision here? Like I, I thought this was what I wanted to be doing. And it was just like, I was going through this whole like mental, like what the fuck moment. So once I kind of figured that out, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go full in on social media management, start building up this business. And I dropped most of my affiliate marketing. Like I said, I was off of Fiverr doing copywriting at that point. Like it was just social media. So I was able to land one client and this was on a retainer for $3,200 per month. And we ended up working together for nine months. It was with a startup. Um, they have been by far like my favorite, favorite people to work with. I loved working with them, but unfortunately, you know, due to the market, due to the way that, you know, they were running the business, they ended up collapsing. Um, not, not really a surprise. I think it's like 90% of startups end up like, you know, not working out, but I loved working with them. And all throughout my senior year, I ended up taking on more and more and more clients, um, doing small projects here and there, um, other side hustles. Like I was trying out getting on YouTube, trying to get like AdSense going. Still haven't gotten to that point, but <laughs> YouTube videos are a whole other ball game and story. But yeah, since then it's kind of been just working with agency clients, like up until I graduated at least. So that whole senior year was just working with um, social media agency clients. And after I graduated, I had to make a very important decision. And that was, do I try and find a job or do I go all in on the business? And I decided to go in all in on the business. And I legally became like a legit business. So I like moved down to Tennessee right after, like literally two weeks after I graduated. Um, I filed to be an LLC in Tennessee. I'm now ORK Productions. Um, and yeah, the rest is kind of history. I've been working on and off with social media clients uh, for the agency. And now I'm also running this whole coaching thing, like helping, you know, business owners grow and scale using social media, coaching, all that stuff. Like, so it's just been kind of a crazy ride, but yeah, that's my story. My best month ended up being in September of 2022, where I hit a 10K month. Um, and it's just been an incredible journey. Like looking back on it, I can't believe that I started this just so I could make $30 a week to pay for textbooks and, you know, pay for school. But yeah, that is pretty much my like entire journey in a nutshell. Like I know there's so many more details that go into it. So if like anyone who's listening has any questions about that two and a half, three year time period that I just went through, like feel free to drop in the comments because I know I'm definitely leaving out some sort of stuff. But yeah, it was extremely hard work. And the thing that I think kept me going throughout this whole thing was that even after a long day of like academics and swim practice, doing my business and like, you know, talking with you guys online and going live and creating TikTok videos and, you know, 
editing for clients and like doing social media management, it was something that I looked forward to every single day. No matter how tired I was, no matter what other like obligations that I had, it was like my favorite thing in the world to do. And I never really thought that I'd be able to scale this. I really, I really didn't. I was just very naive and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just in it for, you know, the money right now, just to see where it takes me just to get through school. And now that I've actually turned it into like a legitimate business, like I am legally registered as a business, you guys. Like, it's just, it's just crazy to me. It's mind blowing to see how much, not only have I changed like as a person, but like, just like the world around me, like my, my perspective, like perception, perspectives have changed, you know, like monetarily everything has changed for me. It's just like, it's insane. It's insane. Like I literally now work from home and I spend maybe like four or five hours per day working. I get to wear my flannels and my sweatshirts every single day. I get to hang out with my amazing dog and my fiance, you know, he's in the army. So anytime that like an event comes up or something, I can just take the day off of work and like go hang out with him at work. Or, you know, if he has like a day off, like we can go and take a day trip somewhere with the dog. Like, it's just, there's so much more freedom now. And I'm so, so grateful that I'm in this position. And I don't think I've ever really expressed that online to anyone before, but like, it's so true. I'm so grateful for all of these opportunities that have come for me, like over these past three years. And it's all because like, I, I really do attribute it to this. Like, I've been consistent with everything. You know, I've had months where it's been, like, mentally draining for me and I've had to take a break. But, like, I've been so consistent over the past three years. And I think that's the ultimate reason why I'm at the point where I am right now. So, yeah. If anyone has any questions, put them in the chat. I will stay on, answer any questions. But, yeah, it's given me the freedom to make money from home, build a dream life and just pursue my passions and I get to live my days the way that I want to fucking live. I don't have to be stuck in a cubicle for eight hours a day and sit in traffic and do all of that bullshit. Like I get to just hang out here. So, all right, let's see, we got a question. How did you decide between registering as an LLC versus as an S Corp? So when I registered as an LLC, I was doing a lot of research into it because I didn't have like a, like an advisor, like a financial advisor or like a tax advisor at the time. Um, but the general rule of thumb that I heard was, I think it's like over, if you have a profit of over $60,000 per year, that's when you should um, register as an S Corp. And when I filed for taxes in, for 2021, so when I was still in school, um, I think my net profit was only like $40,000, which is a lot for a college student, but it wasn't enough to like um, rationalize doing an S Corp because I think there's a lot more fees and a lot more like stuff that comes into play when you're an S Corp. And I think S Corp is also good for when you have like employees. I didn't have any employees. Like every once in a while I'd hire on a freelancer um, for some side work and stuff like that, but I had no reason to be an S Corp. Um, it's basically for bigger businesses, I think is what an S Corp is. LLC is more just to like make you a legit, like a legitimate business. Um, I don't think you get any tax breaks or anything like that. Um, but don't take my word for it. I'm not an accountant or like a legal professional in this area. But 
that was that was the logic that I had going into it was I'm not big enough yet to be an S-Corp. So I know a lot of people make the shift down the road, um, especially once you have like the agency model up and running. Um, so who knows, maybe this year I'll make the shift to S-Corp, but I don't have any like reason to do it right now. But that's definitely something if you're if you're running a business right now, ask like a like a tax professional or um, some sort of finance professional because they'll give you better advice on that. Um, I just didn't have the I wasn't at like the financial threshold yet to be um, an S corp yet. It just didn't make any sense. So, but yeah, I definitely do some more research into that. There's a bunch of um, great YouTube videos out there. Uh, with people who talk about this as well because that was like my biggest concern. I had zero Clue in that area like taxes. I feel way more comfortable This year than I did last year last year I'd made half the income that I did this year and I was so stressed that I was gonna like end up in jail Even though I only made like $40,000. I was like, oh, I'm so scared that I'm gonna end up in jail and like somebody's gonna yeah, I mean, you know, oh. Taxes I hate taxes. I hate accounting. I hate accounting Bookkeeping, accounting, not my thing. <laughs> but yeah, definitely ask someone um, in, that's like trained in that area. But I'd say general rule of thumb from what I've heard is like if you're making over $60,000, then I think that's when you want to like consider getting into the S Corp range, um, especially if you want like employees and stuff. That's when you want to do it. Yes, I'm afraid of taxes. They're not that bad. All right. I, so I ended up going through Trevor Tax this year. Um, and it was kind of a, a game changer for me because I went through like a private person last year and he did a good job, but this year it was just so much easier. My biggest tip for <laughs> everything in this, this area is save your receipts and make a separate Google Drive folder just for finances. So I have, here, let me pull up my, my Google Drive because there's one thing that I'm super good at that my engineering brain has really helped with in my business, it's organization. So I have separate folders. One of them is all client work. One of them is finance. Another one is marketing. Another one is operations and another one is products. So under the finance folder, I have two other subfolders, which is 2021 tax returns and 2022 tax returns. And for everything that I did last year, everything that I bought, I saved all of my receipts in Google Drive and separated it by month. So I had 12 different months worth of folders and all that. And then I also had an entire folder just for invoices. So whenever I worked with clients and I had to send an invoice, um, I had all of the invoices in there. That way it's just easier to track like all of my expenses. Anytime I made quarterly payments for my taxes, I took a screenshot of that or I saved the receipt and I just put it in the Google Drive folder. Like it's so much easier to organize everything because when I was going back and forth with the guy on TurboTax, um, I could download it in like seconds and then just upload it to TurboTax. So yeah, if you don't use TurboTax um, and you, you have to file this year, highly recommend using them. The live expert was amazing. I think I paid $450 for him and it was, super super quick and easy like i think i started the whole process in like late january i was like i want to get this done early this year i don't want to be dealing with it in april when everyone else is trying to do taxes so yeah if you're if you're stressed about taxes if you're running your business right now TurboTax is great um but yeah all right what other questions do we have for me but yeah 
ultimately, you guys, like, my entire goal with this now is just to spend less time working and more time living my life. So my dream was always to have greater control over what I did with my life. I didn't want to work a typical nine to five job. I didn't want to, you know, have free time only on the weekends. I didn't want to be restricted on how many vacation days I could take or like, you know, my biggest pet peeve is if you get sick, you have to take a sick day. And I was like, I don't want to be taking sick days. Like if I'm sick, I'm sick. Like you shouldn't, I shouldn't be having to take sick days. What if I have like an illness that lasts like a month? That goes in my vacation days. I don't want to be doing that. So I don't want to build someone else's like dream life for them. I didn't want to build someone else's business, but yeah, that is why I've stuck with this. And that's why it's been my passion now to help other people get their business off the ground because there is so much more to life than just like doing the same thing all the time and feeling like you have no control over everything. You have no freedom to do what you want. Like the world is so full of possibilities and like you can travel, like you can spend more time with your family if you, you do this whole entrepreneur thing. It's not easy. Like I'm not going to like say like, oh, this is such an easy thing. Like, ah, you know, this is great. It's all butterflies and roses all the time. Like, no, that is not the reality. But if you set this up and you make it work for you if you like put in i don't i hate to use this phrase but if you put in the work and stay consistent like over time you're gonna learn you're gonna learn what works what doesn't work what you're passionate about what area you can provide value in and all of a sudden it's just gonna mesh together it took me two years before i get to the point where i'm like social media is it social media is the thing that like i'm good at this the thing that i want to be doing the thing that like i can help other businesses with you know i tried like seven or eight other things. So sometimes it just takes a little bit of time before you figure out exactly what you want to do. But if you have that little spark inside of you, that's like, I know I'm made for so much more than just like working the same job all the time or, you know, working for someone else or, you know, I don't have the time to go take vacation when I want to take vacation or I hate the fact that I only get to see my kids at night, whatever, whatever it is for you, whatever that like little thing inside of you is telling you, give it a shot like just try it for three months that's what i tell people if you're brand new to this and like you've never stepped foot in entrepreneurship before but you're like something is telling me that i should just try it for three months because so much changes in three months like i went from literally nothing from working as an amazon little cart shopper to you know hitting 500 dollars a month back in 2020 and as a like as a college student as for anyone honestly like an extra 500 dollars a month is a lot of money so don't limit yourself right from the beginning like don't say like oh that's too much work for me or you know i'm not gonna have time to do this because you really don't know i didn't think i was gonna have time to do it either like balancing school and balancing swimming and you know relationship and everything else that i had going on but i took it slow and steady I think so many people get caught up in the fact that they see all of these like people, especially young people on social media who have great success all of a sudden because of TikTok. And it's like, yeah, but how long is that going to last? Are they actually building something that's going to last? You know, I took it slow and steady because I'm in it for the long term. I'm not in it for like the quick short wins. I was in the beginning. Don't get me wrong. Like that was definitely my mindset in the beginning. But now that I've been playing the game for longer, 
I'm in this for the long term. And when you're in it for the long term, that means that you're going to have a slower growth. Anyone that goes from like zero to, you know, $100,000, like super quickly, either something they either got really, really lucky really quickly, or there's something in their business that's not going to sustain them for when they actually try and grow for real. And that happened with me. Like when I had my account go from like zero to 350,000 followers that quickly, it was great because I was making so much money in the front. But what I didn't realize is that my business wasn't structurally sound for growth later on. And that caused a lot of problems that I'm still trying to fix to this day. So don't think that, you know, you can't do it or, you know, you don't have time to do it or anything like that. Because if you really want this, if you really want to make it work for you, you're not only just going to find the time to do it, but you're going to find what actually lights you up inside. When I was doing copywriting, it didn't light me up inside. I kind of hated it. <laughs> I was just doing it because I saw that I was making money from it. So just give it time, you guys. That is like my biggest piece of advice is just give it time, try out a bunch of different things and always come back to why are you doing this? What is your reason for doing this? Like my reason was to get through school, just make enough money to get through school. And then eventually it developed into, I don't want to be working for anyone else. I want to prove to other people that I could make this, this happen. And then it developed into, I want to help other people build this lifestyle because I saw it work for me. I saw like how much it changed me as a person. And I wanted to help other people feel that same feeling, build that dream life. So my reason has changed over the years. My why has changed, but never forget your roots. Never forget why you started in the beginning, because it all boils down to, I wanted to have the freedom and the control over my life. So whatever your reason is, just keep that in the back of your head and yeah. All right, I'll stay on for a few more minutes in case anyone else has any other questions. Like you can literally ask me anything, whether it's about social media, about business, about, um, I don't know, my story, whatever it might be. How and when did you realize your business wasn't structurally sound? So, okay, that's a really, really great question. Um, I'm probably gonna make a whole podcast episode on this actually. I think I realized it wasn't structurally sound when I lost my first client. So I, I don't know if it was because I got so comfortable or because I was just like, I think it was all like super fast growth for me. And I'm like, this is how it's going to be the entire business journey. This is amazing. That's not, that's not how it works. You guys, like you're going to have a bunch of ups and downs throughout this whole thing. And I think I was on such a high, high for a long period of time that when I lost my first client, that's when I realized it wasn't structurally sound because I didn't have leads coming in. I wasn't doing any, um, I wasn't trying to find any leads. I didn't have any systems in place for my business. So I wasn't creating content consistently. So basically everything that I had to do in order to actually find clients, I wasn't doing while I was working with this one client. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm basically at square one again. And I have to do all these other things in order to find a client. So that was, that was a big thing for me. Um, I think another one was when I had to pay taxes for the first time, I was like all over the place with my organization and with my money. I didn't really have a system in place to 
you know, figure out where I was spending and what was personal expenses, what was business expenses. Um, God, there's so many things that I just, I realized that it was not structurally sound. But I think the biggest thing was when I lost my first client and I realized that I didn't have any other clients coming in and I didn't know how to reach out to other clients. Like, I think I got very, very lucky with my first client because they reached out to me over TikTok and they were like, we'd love to work with you. And I thought that's how it was going to be with every other client that I had. Um, but that's not the case. Like there's so much more that goes into it that I just didn't know. There's so much about sales. There's so much about, you know, just like operations in the business, building out an email list, you know, staying consistent, the mindset work. That was another big thing. I realized that my business wasn't structurally sound when my mindset wasn't structurally sound. Cause the two, the two go hand in hand, you guys, like I refuse to believe that whole like manifestation and like, you know, Keep your, your mind, like, you know, all that, all that like, stuff that, like, you, you hear when you're first starting a business and you're like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to matter in the long term. It matters in the long term. It really does. Building a business can be mentally draining and you're going to have a lot of ups and downs. And if your mental health, if you're not taking care of your mental health, you guys, then your business is going to collapse. Because especially once you start hiring on people, like, I didn't hire any full-time employees, but, like, freelancers, once you start managing other people on top of managing yourself, on top of working with clients and, you know, doing literally everything inside of the business, like, you're going to have some days where you're like, I can't do this. Like, I don't, I can't keep up with this. So, yeah, I don't know if there was like one specific time that I realized it wasn't structurally sound, but I think that big shift for me where I'm like, oh shit, I need to take this like more seriously and I need to treat it like a legit business and not a side hustle was when I lost my first client. Um, and that was the one that I was working with for like nine months straight. So, yeah, fun times. But like I said, I could I could talk about this stuff for hours. And the original point of going on this, this live was to talk about how to get freelance clients, which I'm gonna probably do on Tuesday. Um, and I'm gonna make a podcast episode about that as well but yeah if you if you're not following me or if you haven't checked out my podcast it's called the real talk with olivia kelleher it's on spotify um the first few episodes they're really bad i did not know how to do a podcast in the beginning so like some stuff is cut out some stuff is like all over the place but the information is good like the information is good if you can get through the the actual episode itself the more recent ones are a lot better um i've, I've tried to take it more seriously and not just like put out content to put out content you know what I mean like I'm actually trying to like put out content that's valuable so yeah it's more just like me talking like the way I'm talking right now I think the next three that are going out are all of me like talking at the camera so you can actually watch the video on Spotify if you want but yeah my podcast is gonna be full of a lot of great information I love talking that's how I get all of my thoughts out so yeah, the podcast will be great. Um, YouTube is also a really great place. Um, I'm tr I've said this since day one, but I'm trying to be way more consistent on YouTube and not be as like nitpicky about how I make my videos. I've always been like, oh, I need to edit it and make it look perfect and all that stuff. And it's like, no, I'm just gonna put out like videos of me talking like this on YouTube. I really don't care right now. Like I, I don't care that much to edit it and make it like look perfect and high quality because like I've learned a lot of people don't even like that. They want something that's more down to earth and real. <sighs> okay. 
have you thought about putting your podcast video on YouTube? Yes, that's actually what I started doing. So like the podcast episodes that you're gonna see popping up over the next like few days are actually also gonna be on YouTube. So the thumbnails, just use like a stock footage. I haven't really tried a lot with the, the new YouTube videos, but yeah, this, the podcast episodes are gonna be the exact same as the, the YouTube ones. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right, let's see if there's anything else I wanted to cover um, during this live. I had a bunch of like bullet point notes, but do 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 do. Let's see. But yeah, I guess just like a summary of everything. Um, I consider myself now as, and you, you might have heard this phrase, like if you follow Ali Abdal, um, I don't think he coined this phrase, like I don't think it was from him, I think he got it from someone else. It's called creatorpreneur. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to push that a little bit more because I really like it. So I'm gonna, if he's not gonna monopolize on it or like use it, I'm gonna use it. But basically it's a combination of creative entrepreneur. And I fully believe that in this day and age, in 2023, that is what a lot of business owners are. That is what if, you know, you're, if it's you and maybe like a few other freelancers or you and like a um, handful of other people, like I consider that creatorpreneur because it's allowed me to be a professional in my space while also exploring my inner creativity that I think I've suppressed for so long. And my goal now is to create a community of people who are creatorpreneurs, who are both right brain and left brain, where you really love the entrepreneurial stuff, like the data, the analytics, like, you know, building out a business, but you also have this creative fire in you and you're like, I need to learn how to like balance both of those because that's me. Like I went to school for engineering. I went to school for mechanical engineering, like literally the most like left brain thing that you can probably get. Like very data heavy, like super sciencey. But now I do social media management. And I've talked to so many people throughout the years who also feel this way, where they feel locked into one or the other. When in reality, you can build a business honing in on all of those skills. You you could, you just gotta learn how to balance it. So I have loved this journey and it's been incredible for me. And it's, I love that I can now show my true colors to the world. And I'm so blessed and grateful that I've built some long life, lifelong friendships and relationships with people who are literally halfway across the world you know, people online that have been following me since day one or have reached out to me, we've hopped on calls and stuff like that, who are part of my community now. And it's just, it's incredible. It's really, really incredible. So for anyone who watches this or who has been watching this, thank you. And I'm so excited to see where the next few years bring not only me, but also you, because you are part of this community now. Like you, if you're watching this and if you have like, gotten any sort of value from this then like you are a creatorpreneur you are part of this this entire community and if you have any questions like seriously if you have any questions i understand how difficult it can be starting out or scaling or whatever whatever like area you're in so feel free to send me a dm like dm me send me an email if you're on my email list like reply to my emails um if you have content that you want me to like create or if you have like 
questions that like I can't just answer like over, you know, a quick text or something like that, either let's set up a call or let me know what sort of like videos or like trainings or stuff you want me to create because my goal now is to help you guys get to the point where I was, you know, a year ago. Where like you're making 10k a month, where you are living your life the way you want to be living your life. You know, you're not answering to someone else. You're not answering to a boss. Like you're sitting at your house in flannels or sweatshirts with your dog and just hanging out and, you know, <laughs> drinking a smoothie uh, on a Thursday morning. So whatever like that happiness, whatever like your dream life is, like I want to help you build that. So send me a DM, reach out to me, you know, join my membership program. Like I'm very excited for all the possibilities that are going to come over the next few years, months, weeks, whatever it is. So thank you for everyone tuning in. Um, thank you for answering my questions. You are very, very welcome, Emily. And if you have any more, just send me a DM, like I said. Have a good one. Bye, guys.